Hello, Character Arc listeners! Welcome to Character Arcana, our new monthly Dungeons & Dragons play podcast, where you'll follow a party of hardy adventurers on their quest. I'm your Dungeon Master, Richard Bertelson. Joining me today is Abby Bryington. I am 31-year-old Alabaster Chernobyl, a white dragonborn paladin from the Arcanos capital. Don't mistake these aesthetically pleasing scales for weakness. After my former paladin order, the bros, slaughtered my beloved, my fire element turned to ice, ice, baby. Also joining me, Nick Slayick. Mendel Sands is a human war cleric with blue eyes, dirty blonde hair, and a matching beard of luxurious thickness. The holy man with hammer in hand, Mendel loves a good fight, a beautiful woman, and a glass of wine. Mendel is on a path of redemption after leaving the Sentinels, a mercenary group from Darendale dedicated to providing muscle for hire to anyone with enough gold and the worship of the god Helm. Also, also joining me, Ted Hong. I'm Doug Saucepots, a tiefling rogue. I grew up along the streets of Darendale, a city ruled by corrupt and feuding nobles. Me and my fellow Shadowhands would earn a living by performing the most unsavory jobs for the city's nobles. After a job gone wrong, I found myself stowed away in a merchant's cart. That cart led me to a quaint southern halfling village of Barrow Hill, where I was taken by a kindly halfling man, Sunny Saucepots. All was good until some years later that the village was ransacked by an unknown force. My new family and many others were slaughtered, and I lost everything. Do you want to know what happened last time? No. no. You just like hearing the sound of your own voice. Who doesn't? So guys, last time our party found themselves atop the signal tower with the paladin and the legionnaire armies marching on them. Mendel leapt into the ocean and swam to Alabaster's ship, the Sea Monkey. But Alabaster and Doug did manage to avoid certain death by convincing the new lord commander of the paladins, Richter, and the proconsul of the Dro, Daedalus, to allow the party to investigate the elves and find out who really killed the former leaders of both organizations. Dun, dun, dun. The party then set sail. At the edge of the Ferios forest, a friendly pair of Kuatoa merchants told the group that the elves had always been friendly and welcoming, but have recently sealed themselves away. Venturing into the woods and its magical concealments, Mendel decided to stop and help a lonely dryad whose friend was dragged off by an owlbear. Alas, I... it was a trap as Alabaster had suspected. I, I thought it was her sister, but turns out it wasn't. You're an idiot. I am. No offense. No, I am. I am an idiot. Luckily, the party defeated their enemies, but not before learning that the Dryad was working for some mysterious witch, and Doug was under a curse stemming from his use of the blue flame daggers. The party then met the archdruid Percival. He revealed that the fate of the elves was under grave threat by the witch. Nay, the world was in danger by the witch. And he even suggested that addressing this threat might reveal some of the answers Doug seeks regarding the massacre of Barrow Hill. So, you guys have spent some time wandering the woods, which had an enchantment on it. Um, the forest seemed to lose you no matter how, if you went in the same direction, you would constantly go in circles. But the fairy dragon did, was able to navigate the ruins well enough to get you into the forest enough that you were tricked by the druid. But then as soon as you completed it, Percival, the archdruid of the elves, he parted the trees, made a hallway, um, you can probably gather that he was the one who cast the spell that uh, concealed the woods. And he told you that the fairy dragon was his. I told you guys not to get attached to it and name it. <laughs> and that 
he could see through the fairy dragon's eyes. That's how he knows who you guys are. He knows pretty much everything you've done, at least since you got to the top of the tower. He knows you guys are friends. He said that he wasn't <laughs> that he needed your help. Um, that so, thing hangs out on your shoulder, Alabaster. He's seen you naked. Good. <laughs> there was a knight on the ship, so if you disrobed, um, and he is he has seen all of you. All six nipples. Do you guys start following Percival? He he kind of waves you on, and he says, um, "Does he just appear out of thin air?" He parted the trees and walked up out of the out of a forest path. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't I don't trust this guy. He kind of seems like some kind of forest ghost spirit. I don't trust ghosts. Uh, Mendel says as he holds his hammer out in front of him. I'm gonna do the exact opposite of <laughs> what Mendel wants. <laughs> Dum dum. <laughs> I assure you, I'm, I'm of mortal flesh. Well, I'm All convinced. Right. <laughs> I guess, I guess a god wouldn't admit that uh, it could be killed. There isn't much time. I I cast this enchantment on the forest because the witch has corrupted some of my people. She has convinced them to join this this order of the blue flame. She she radicalizes them by claiming that she is for peace and love, but. In truth, she uses them to create more war. If, if the Paladins and the Legion had discovered that murder, and you guys weren't there to convince them otherwise, then once they discovered that the Elves were involved, it would, the war would go beyond just the Legion and just the Paladins. The King of Ostabor, who gave himself willingly to the Legion, would have to intervene and attack my people. That is why I closed off the forest, so that no more of these radicalized elves could leave and no armies could march on us until I sorted this out. Mendel points at Doug. He says, He has blue daggers. I have seen. I think you can break the curse on the daggers if you kill the one who cast the spell. Who is this? I assure you it was the witch of the wood that the dryad spoke of. Oh, I'm going to kill her dead. I will help you kill her dead, sir. Wait a second. What's up with these runes? Yes, the runes. How can the, we benefit? The fey runes that I those, those know were... what they are, but not what they say. <laughs> what do they say? They are but simple runes uh, that cast a spell. They, they say uh, conceal and hide and shadows. Um, they are to keep outsiders out and my people in until I can get a grasp on how to stop these radicalized elves, these elves who were turned by the witch. Well, I guess that means you'll be taking your dragon back now. No, he won't. I really think you should give him back his dragon, Alabaster. Mm. I will allow Copernicus to help you fight the witch. God um, damn it. Yay. I walk, Mendel walks away. Beyond that, uh, he, he may choose for himself. We respect our kindred spirits, the fairy dragon. You see Mendel kicking a Thank rock you. over, in, over like, just a few paces away. <laughs> you hear Mendel. Before we continue, what do you know of Barrow Hill? I believe the witch knows why the massacre happened. She's she, the one behind it? She was certainly involved. Um, the blue, the Order of the Blue Flame is not limited to this forest or my people. It exists all over the world. They seek to seed disorder in all parts. Because the more war, the more conflict, the more likely they can bring her to this realm. Okay, so gonna find this witch and drop a house on her head. Mendel walks back over. What are we doing, guys? Are we, are we going on a witch hunt? 
<laughs> he chuckles to himself. Do you know where the witch is? That is the problem. I do not. Um, she is also skilled in magic, but we have captured some of the elements of the blue flame. I have elves in my custody who may know. I have tried to use the tickle truth technique to reveal their secrets, but so far it has not. It has not succeeded. The tickle truth technique. Ah, child's play. Mendel spins his hammer in his hands. I may be familiar with this. Is this where you strap them down and tickle them? No, it's much more unpleasant than that. How much more unpleasant? Have you ever heard the term advanced interrogation techniques? (laughs) Why, yes. We've tickled many elves. Oh, let me in on that tickling. And they all, I believe that many of them don't know where she is, but I do, they often point to this one who I think might, and if you guys want to tickle him yourself. Let go. They'll answer to me. <laughs> then perhaps you can find the answers. I haven't done a good tickling in a while. Let's go diddling. <laughs> Come. Percival starts to guide you back to Arboron. Arboron is the city of the elves. It is really quiet right now. This city is um this city is built Where is into- Copernicus? Uh, Copernicus is still with Alabaster at the moment because I am uh, walking in the back then again. <laughs> Arboron is a city with, it does have structures, but they are built seamlessly into the trees. None of the structures interfere with the national, the natural growth of this forest. So picture um, something like Lothlorien in The Lord of the Rings, where Gladriel lives. Um, everything is very elegantly built around the trees. There are structures, they have homes and they have shops and all these things, but they nothing disrupts the natural growth of the forest. But the city of Arboron is pretty quiet right now because it's been sealed off. Percival does say to you, It has been quite quiet here because people are afraid and they just want things to go back to normal, but they don't know how. And they fear the witch. The witch, I fear that she knows I have placed this enchantment on the forest and she is trying to counteract it uh, with a a very dangerous spell, which may, may kill the entire forest. So we do need to stop this as soon as possible. We will kill whoever needs to be killed. Yeah, we will, but also with the threat of the end of the world and life and stuff like that. Um, you have anywhere I can refill my wine skin by chance? Can I knock it out of his hand? You can. It's not wine time, dildo. Um, you have to make a roll to knock it out of can his I hand. Can I make it an, an opposed dexterity? Opposed check? dexterity, yeah. What'd you get? You say first. You go first. I got an 18. No! I got an 18. Are you serious? Yes. So Alabaster takes a swing at Mendel's wineskin, but Mendel pulls back and you guys have to roll again. Because you keep going, Alabaster. You are not giving up. You're going to knock this out of his hand. Yeah, that's right. I knock it out of his hand with an 11. 19. Bitch! Get your fucking hands off my wineskin. Mendel holds up Wino. his arm and like holds Alabaster's head like a like a child where she's still swinging <laughs> and I at, take a sip. at the same time that I take a sip. I put it in my other hand. Watch just, my hair. I keep, I keep eye contact the whole time too. Uh, Percival says, um, he pretends like he doesn't witness this even though he clearly did and he's... <laughs> He's definitely thinking. I mean, you can tell, like, he looks at Doug and his eyes just say... I hope I'm not wrong about this. <laughs> Doug shrugs. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he says, yes, I can take you to our, uh, we have a fine um, wine distillery here. And uh, 
It is run by Fiona. Uh, if you would like to refill your wine, you may see her. Point me in the direction, sir. Mendel priorities. I. This is absolutely my number one priority. Oh, suck a dick. Um, I've not had enough wine yet. <laughs> Percival raises his hand Touché. towards a towards a hall. Like it's it's a you know it's a nice elf structure with these nice flowing uh, this nice flowing architecture. It it is a it, it's day, but the forest canopy is really heavy, so it's dim and the, it kind of glows, kind of like Christmas lights. And there, there's a there's a door. Uh, Mendel walks in, walks up to what is this woman's name? Fiana. Fiana. Fiana's an elf. Um, she's dressed for working. Like she seems like she's been doing a lot of uh, just kind of hauling the grapes, stomping the grapes, bottling them, like fermenting them, setting everything up. Like she's enjoy your feet juice. She's she's juicy. She's got a she's very juicy. She's got a do rag on. Like she's down to business. <laughs> um, and she kind of looks up and she says, I am quite busy, but can I help you? Yes, my beautiful young lass. I would like to buy a- another wineskin full and refill this one. So a refill and a new fill, please. You seem quite gruff. I don't know if you... I don't know if you can appreciate a nice elven wine. Oh, trust me, I will appreciate it just fine after it's it's in my stomach. The exact thing I I would hear from a brute. Do you want my gold or not, woman? She rolls her eyes. I guess we don't have very many business coming through here these days. Uh, fine, but you'll have to pay the stranger price, the the brute price. It'll be three gold. Fine. Mendel abs- just absolutely just throws three gold down without hesitation. She goes and she grabs a wineskin and she kind of taps a barrel and she she pulls up she pours it out and she she hands it to you. I'm sure you won't appreciate the work that went into it, but three gold is three gold, as they say. I'll make sure to leave you a good review. Mendel walks out. Fiona, right? Fiona. Fiona, does there happen to be a place where one might be able to fill their stomach with with good food? There is the inn. Uh, you know, it's it's quiet these days. They they might not have a lot already prepared, but it's still there. We don't have time for this shit. What are you guys doing? We must have our energy if we were oh. to go to after this. I'm cursed right now. Mendel puts I his need head to back ha- into the door. I could actually use some food as well if if we're doing a vote thing. I need the mental fortitude to withstand whatever is talking to me through these metal objects. Pussies. Which way's the end, Fiona? It's just across the way. Thank you kindly. She, she grabs Doug's arm as he's going to leave, and she hands him a wineskin, and she says, This is on the house. She looks at Mendel. <laughs> <laughs> Mendel glares at her as he... Uh, Doug winks. You seem like you can appreciate this. He, he just walks away. Oh, much appreciated. As he drinks. He, he opens one of the wineskins and just drinks. So you guys walk out, and you know um, Percival is standing there, just kind of staring at you guys. He looks to Alabaster, and he kind of gives he gives that little hand motion. That's like, are we moving along now? And, but you do see the inn across the way. Uh, it is labeled as it is labeled as an inn. It's called uh, it's called the Squirrel and the Leaf. I swing my arm over to Percival to to come to come with. He touches his hands together, and he very slowly follows you. 
So in we go to the inn. Is all they have in here squirrel, or is that is that just not connected to the name of this place? So you guys walk into the inn. It's very pretty. Um, it's it's much nicer than the the harbor uh, inn that you guys were at in Fairy Weather. This is a place of refinement, and it has it's lit softly by candlelight. Like I said, it is day, but there's a very heavy tree cover over the top. Mental uh, groans. And <laughs> Uh, but it is also empty. Like there is someone, there is an innkeeper behind the bar, but there's there are no patrons here. Uh, the as Percival had told you guys, the city's kind of on lockdown for the whole terrorist threat thing and the witch. And he he sealed off the forest. They do sometimes get trading travelers, but he's sealed off the forest, so they can't come in. So you guys are the first customers that have been here in some time uh, for. I guess we don't have to wait for seats. Bevan, the innkeeper, is kind of excited to see you guys. Hey, guys. Welcome to my inn. The hey, squirrel Bevan. and the leaf. Hey, Bevan. Uh, can, I, can I sell you uh, like a three-course meal and no. maybe four drinks each? And I, I have rooms available. You guys can each have your own room. Bevan, at no. At cost, of course. What's the quickest meal you have? Like beef jerky? I'm wondering, do you oh. serve squirrel and squirrel only? We do serve squirrel, yes. Um, the squirrels can also serve you. Um, my uh, squirrel runs up his shoulders. He's like, uh, this is Squeaks. Um, he's my familiar. Squeaks. I usually try to avoid having him serve the squirrels to the customers. But if you want, for an little extra fee, I can probably do that. I need money, guys. <laughs> Calm your Squeaks soul, woman. Squeaks is just staring at Bevan. <laughs> Wide-eyed. What happens to be today's how How much for the squirrel to serve me, squirrel? 20 gold. Mendel hands him 20 gold. <laughs> Without hesitation. What? <laughs> Squeaks is like... And Bevan looks it to him, but he puts his hand up so that, like, him and Bevan's face are covering, like, their just their mouth parts so you guys can't see. And he's like, no, you're going to do it because we're going to starve if you don't. <laughs> And Squeaks just runs down his arm, and he goes into the back. Uh, Bevan says, it'll be just a minute if you guys want to have a seat. Mendel sits down. I have a seat over at the bar. I just stand at the door, <laughs> glaring uh, at Percival's just standing next to Alabaster. Mendel, Mendel puts his napkin in his lap. I apologize to Percival. Do you, do you guys always um, regard such pressing matters in this way? <laughs> no, just them. Mendel uh, waves. <laughs> uh, Squeaks skitters out but he has one hand up and it has a plate on it and there is like a full squirrel just like roasted like it was spit roasted like it you can see its face and its tail and its, its claws and everything and he skitters it up and, and and places it on the table in front of Mendel the thing is the squirrel's carrying a dead squirrel it's gotta be like a carcass sprawled out on both arms it's not just like on a serving platter <laughs> Mendel. It's like carrying a dead friend. <laughs> Mendel looks at the the squirrel, the cooked squirrel, and then looks at, at what's the other squirrels? The squeaks. It looks at squeaks, and uh, he goes, "I'm gonna need about four more of these, little buddy." I asked the innkeeper, "Are there any food that are travel ready?" Um, squeaks looks back from Mendel at not uh, squirrels, please. Squirrel jerky. Bevan and Bevan just motions for squeaks to go back into the back and bevan says um i do have some elven bread if you'd like some elven bread uh i'll take six please okay um he gives you six altogether it's it's just one gold i flick it like a coin over at 
Bevan. Bevan reaches up and snatches the coin. Uh, and Can you make a dexterity check to see if he catches the coin? <laughs> Bevan is not going to make a dexterity check. <laughs> <laughs> Bevan catches the coin, and uh, he... Can Squeaks make a dexterity check to catch it? All right, we'll do that. Squeaks rolled an 18, so Squeaks just skitters up his arm and catches the coin. Yeah. And he looks over to Bevan and goes... And you can just know that he said, that's for serving my friend. <laughs> but then Squeaks goes in the back and he drags a, like a little sack of uh, some bread. Uh, these are little like crispy breads, kind of like a uh, biscotti or something or, like that. Like oh, they're biscotti. like they're like okay. kind of hard. Uh, but <laughs> strong is the squirrel? <laughs> <laughs> Squeaks is a working squirrel, all right? I want to take that squirrel into battle. Fuck, fuck Copernicus. Easy. I take a bite out of one of the elven breads and I spit it. Doug spits it out. You call this elven bread? Are you joking? I stand up from my chair and rush off into the kitchen. Roll me a raw charisma check. One needs not charisma for this. I'm doing it by force. I do have a modifier for this. If he fails, can he get attacked by squirrels? <laughs> kitchen squirrels. That's what he's hoping for if right now. He goes in and burns all the food. It's a good roll. In some other land, it's seven. <laughs> Actually, uh, Bevan rolled a two, so you're fine. Yes! I was rolling to see if he would try to stop you, um, but he doesn't. Bevan just kind of shrugs. Uh, Bevan doesn't give a fuck because Bevan has no customers, and he's happy that someone's talking to him. Meanwhile, so you're in the kitchen. What are you I'm doing in the, in the kitchen? kitchen? <laughs> I'm getting all the ingredients together. I'm about to bake us some elven bread, good for our travels and our mission. What is a cooking check? Survival? What is, what is the survival modifier? Is it wisdom? Is there, oh, survival? Yeah. yeah, it's wisdom. Then yes, that's fine. But you can roll with advantage because you're a baker. 14. 14? Give it to me. I am a baker! It's not that different from what he made. <laughs> no! Squeaks, who was cheering you on the whole time, takes a bite of the oven bread and is like... You need to refine your... <laughs> he looks disappointed. You need to refine your ingredients. <laughs> I love These are not guy. fresh. The squirrel is where it's at. I love Squeaks. I'll be taking this on top of the six that was given. Uh, Bevan's like, I mean, you made it, I guess. <laughs> I'm glad that you guys came in, but I think you could probably leave now. I mean, Mendel, you have invaded my space here, quite here. offensively. So, yeah, leave. Mendel motions for Squeaks to come over. Uh, and he leans down. He says, do you want to come with me, little buddy? I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Um, Join us. Roll me animal handling, but also tell me, tell me why, tell him why he should come with you. You served me, your friend. Now let me help serve you revenge. All right, you can roll with advantage. <laughs> one of them was a nat one, so thank God there's advantage. Uh, eighteen. Uh, squeaks goes, and he climbs onto your shoulder. Yes. As a. Uh, as Alabaster walks out of the, the feeding area, Mendel kind of like stands there, like displaying the squirrel very like <laughs> obvious and kind of like giving her a look like, oh, looks like we both have new friends. Copernicus does not like that. Copernicus goes, Meow. and- Is that um, why you got you keep that You keep that fairy dragon away from Squeaks. You understand? Gross. Mendel gives Squeaks a high five. Squeaks, squeaks gives you a little clawy hand five, high five. I lick Copernicus's face. <laughs> Copernicus 
I mean, less it happened, but definitely starting to feel like maybe this has gone a little too far. <laughs> Copernicus looks back at at, uh, at Percival, and Percival just kind of, like, is, he gives a little hand motion that's like, just roll with it for right now, just roll. <laughs> Mendel and Squeaks both look at each other, and they make, like, a disgusted face. <laughs> Ugh. So where um, to now, Percival? Perci- <laughs> Uh, Percival, uh, you guys are all standing outside of the inn now, and Percival's like, uh, so we can go to... Let's roll! Oh yeah, witch! There's a witch doing shit. Yeah, let's, let's do, let's take care of that. The tickling! But first you must tickle the elf in our custody and find out how you find the witch. Mendel looks at Squeaks, are you ready to tickle a bitch? So, um, Percival walks you down towards this... He's walking you towards a very official-looking building, sort of like this might be a palace of some kind... Right before you enter this very austere elven structure, he makes a sharp right, and you guys kind of walk down into this basement. And you guys walk past several cells where elves are screaming, Aah! and um, I cover Squeak's eyes. You can't really see what's going on in the cells because it's dark, but you see kind of shadows cast by flames, and there's a lot of screaming and wriggling and like thrashing. And uh, Percival goes, The finest tickling. And he takes you to the end. He opens a door, and there is a there is an elf chained up. This is Kaladin. He is the one that all others point to as knowing how to find the witch, but he will not reveal to us. No matter how much we tickle him, no matter how sharply or bluntly or searingly we tickle him, he does not give up this information. It's all right. Squeaks has this under control. I throw Squeaks. <laughs> Squeaks latches onto his face. <laughs> uh, roll me an intimidation check. <laughs> it's, it's a bold move. <laughs> he threw a squirrel at his face. <laughs> Damn it. Um, that's going to be a two. <laughs> I have plus zero. Um, the elf just kind of like just shakes his head really violently and uh, Squeaks falls off and skitters back to you. But the uh, Kaladin, the elf, goes... I will never tell you anything. Haven't you learned yet? You did a good job, buddy. You did a good job. <laughs> is there a chair nearby? Uh, yeah, there's a chair in the in the corner. How is how's, uh, Kaladin placed? Is he like hanging from chains or what is he doing? Yeah, he's like kneeling, <clears throat> but his arms are held up by the chains which extend to the corners of the ceiling. Okay. Uh, Doug grabs a chair and places it in front of him. He sits down. And he pulls like out his... first cowboy-style chair. Like, <laughs> like A.C. Slater. Good cop. <laughs> is it good cop? Good cop or bad cop? I'm cool good cop. cop right now. Cool yeah. cop. That, you're, you're the other cop. <laughs> <laughs> um, the cop that has no idea what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Chair's normal. I sit down very pleasantly. I go into my bag and pull out some elven bread and the wineskin that I was just given. I'm just looking over at him and take a big bite. This is... The most delicious bread I've ever had. I'd wash it down with some some good old wine, some good old elven wine. I did I did roll a a Constitution saving throw essentially to see if he's tempted by this. Yeah. Clearly, tickling of a kinder nature, and uh, he he spits in your face and says, "I would rather die than reveal her plan." Then I rush in with the elven bread and jam it down his face <laughs> <laughs> after being spat on. Get him, dog. Get it. Uh, give me an intimidation check. 
13. The bread just smashes into his face, but he bites down as hard as he can. No, 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 I won't. I, I push Doug out of the way. I'm gonna fish hook Kaladin's mouth and demand answers. Roll me an intimidation check. 16. You fish hook his mouth and he bites your finger. <laughs> all right, all right. You take three damage. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay, I deserve that. Mendel, Mendel walks up and pushes everybody away. Okay, okay, all right. Everybody, just take take a second to cool down. Take a second to I'm cool pissed. down. Mendel hits the guy in the knee with his hammer. <laughs> take an attack roll with advantage since he's chained up. Yes, yes. Uh, that's gonna be an 18 on the to hit. Yes, that hits. Go ahead and deal damage. 12 damage. All right. Uh, roll me intimidation with advantage. 10. <laughs> when you slam him in the knee, he's like, yes, I, I take it willingly. All right, guys. This guy is the never going to talk. Cause. I, this, this, you're, you're just going to have to kill him and be done with it. Mendel walks away. I take out one of the blue fire daggers. And I hold it up to his throat. Do you know what this is? Of course I know what that is. Oh, then what What can this do? It can change the world. What a shitty answer that was. And I give him... <laughs> <laughs> I nick a bit of uh, his neck. <laughs> Before actually... Because I want answers. Give me a better answer, goddammit. Yandala, dammit. Give me an intimidation check with advantage. No. <laughs> this is going to go oh on God. for... It was a 16 plus two, so 18. You cut his throat just slightly, not enough for him to die. <laughs> and something about the the steel of the blue flame dagger, his eyes go wide and he says, I don't want to be cursed like that. What is it you want to know? Who is this witch and what does she do? No, I'm sorry. Who is your daddy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not your daddy, I'm your grandpa. What is the name of this witch, and where is she? The witch is Beegrit. I turn back to everyone. Do you guys know any Beegrits? Beegrit the witch? No? Not yet. Not yet. I mean, the name does not ring any bell. How about you, Squeaks? He just shakes his head no. What about you, uh, Percival? Well, we knew the name of the witch. We just didn't know where to find her. Okay. Well, how come you didn't tell us the name of the witch then, Yeah, you then, idiot. Huh? huh? How come you didn't ask me the name of the witch? Good God damn you. point. We figured God. you would tell us. Percival, you fucking idiot. I blame <laughs> Alabaster. Percival gets a little snitty. <laughs> well, you spent enough time in the fucking winery. <laughs> Mendel opens one of his wineskins and takes a sip. Kaladin. I, I take the point of the dagger and press it up against below his chin. <laughs> yeah, Kaladin. Uh, baby boy, we just want to talk. Well, what can we do? Uh, Doug did also ask him where to find her. <laughs> where can we find her? You have what you need to find her. The daggers. Anything she has cursed, anything she has, she has touched, it can find the way through her enchantment and take you to her. Go to the edge of the forest. Hold them out, and they will glow when you're heading in the right direction. Man, you gave that up pretty easily. I was just toying with you, man. All right, that's cool. Edge of the forest that was? Okay, cool. I was a good servant. Can I choke him? I'll choke him. Just because you he was can. difficult. He was difficult. Do you want to like murder him now? Yes. Uh, you can roll a strength check. Eight. 
What can I do? Can I just lightly choke him? Why, you, <laughs> you, lightly you choke, choke him, but more in like a sexual way than an actual <laughs> killing way. God damn it. He's like... It grows an erection. <laughs> roll. Can one of you guys chop roll it off? For, roll for size. Can of... one of you guys chop off his penis? Please, for me. I broke a kneecap. And that bitch didn't even Doug. say anything. He made a di- he made a constitution saving throw for the size of an erection. He got an 11. It's average. It's just, you know, it's... He's fluffy. Whoa! What is... Look, I mean, I'm all down for a little bit of choking, too. So... No. Copernicus, light his dick on fire. Squeaks at the ready. No! <laughs> I want Copernicus to take it. Do it! Copernicus cannot breathe fire. Copernicus just kind of shrugs at you and goes... Meow. Can I use my entire ice breath and just freeze <laughs> yes, you him you to death? Yeah. What does your ice breath say? It's a DC. It's a it's a saving throw, right? No. What kind of saving throw? Constitution. You hit him with your ice breath, so roll your damage. It's six. It's fine. He's chained up. He got his knee smashed. Um, Kaladin turns to ice, Sub-Zero style, just a frozen block. And then he just cl- he just crumbles into a bunch of pieces. Mental golf claps. It feels good. Tickle this, bitch. <laughs> yes, very nice. Tickle indeed. <laughs> He, he looks to uh, Alabaster and he touches her on the shoulder and he says, no, I'm the one who's tickled. <laughs> I think he's hitting on you, Alabaster. Mendel gives him a thumbs up. <laughs> he winks. <laughs> so you guys know what you got to do. Um, you interrogated him. He told you that the blue flame daggers would light the way if you go to the edge of the forest. Doug. Off to the forest we go. Percival, lead us to the edge of the woods. Percival... Having been with you guys now for several hours, just kind of rolls his eyes and just points in the general direction of trees. Won't we be lost? So is this one of those things where we're supposed to follow the dragon again? I think that if the tiefling holds the daggers up, they will... Oh, that's right. He did say that. That's exactly what we were supposed to do to to find the witch. (laughs) Wait, Percival, do you want us to go alone? Why why aren't you coming with us? I thought you were joining us. I will gladly lend you uh, Copernicus to help you on your journey. It requires my concentration to keep the spell active that keeps the blue flame elves from leaving the forest and causing more trouble, like killing the leaders of the paladin, and also to keep out the invading armies if they were to learn that we are compromised as we are from coming in and destroying us. Copernicus was mine anyways. Copernicus is lived mine. for about 100 years with me, but... Um, and in the few hours I've had him, he's more mine than yours. Mendel kind of turns to, to Squeaks and he says, look at how desperate she is. Uh, Copernicus just kind of looks back and forth between Alabaster and Percival and just goes, well, good day to you. Percival, <laughs> Percival gets a little sniffy again. Would you fucking go? <laughs> All right, Doug. I, yeah, I hand, lead the way okay, with your Doug. with your shiny daggers. Listen. I what? Okay. Do I have your attention? Yes, you have my attention. Percival I'll turns I'll... around and just shouts, "Fiona, wine!" <laughs> and then he heads back to <laughs> speak. Mendel opens his wine skin and takes a sip. Speaking of, Percival, you're a douchebag. <laughs> he holds up a middle finger. He's walking away. <laughs> I throw the Ellen bread at him for him to catch. Uh, roll, a dexterity. Uh, roll a, a ranged attack roll, dexterity. Plus 13. 13? Yeah. That's a I hit. rolled a 7 plus 4 It knocks plus his two. fucking head off. 
<laughs> it 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 hits him in like the the center mass, like in the back of his shoulder blades, and it no, kind of crumbles. That, that's um, for you. He's he's back his turn. To I you. know. <laughs> I was trying to say Percival. Four. Catch. Man, something's really off he with holds me today. The, he holds the other middle finger up, and now they're both up as he's walking away to get his wine. What? Well, just give Mendel me back is, the bread. Mendel is literally on the ground laughing his ass off. And I just mutter, Percival, I owe you a fat one. I pull out bowl, both daggers and hold them up in the air. You hold them up in the air, and a very slight blue glow starts like sort of at the end of them, and if you kind of move them around a bit, you see that the glow intensifies when you point in a certain direction. And so you kind of reorient them so that you... Like a compass. Right, and so they glow sort of the brightest, and you know that that's the direction you must head. All right. So you guys head into the forest. Um, as you guys head into the forest, you pass more of the runes that uh, Percival cast to keep the forest secluded. and But at a certain point, you pass where those runes are. You start seeing less and less of them until you see none of them. And then the forest gets darker and darker and darker. You come to this sort of passage. Um, it's sort of a clearing. It seems like there's less trees, but it's also very dark. And it's kind of this straight path into another small little clearing. And there's this shadowy figure there. Uh, it appears to be this sort of hunched over... Begrit! Hashala. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> She's standing up straight kind of as much as she can, but her back is still hunched. She's clearly very old. Her skin is this this gross, dark, rotting sort of green. Um, even though she's standing up and her arms are down by her side, you see that her fingers extend all the way down from about her hips in just the fingers themselves into the soil itself. Like, they, they're that long. Ungodly. And Mendel shouts from the back, What do you see, Doug? Do I need to send Squeaks ahead? Squeaks can do nothing. This is a job for Copernicus. Squeaks is a master sneaker. Copernicus is a master blaster. I think, I think espionage is more important at this time if we need to sneak up and, and spy on her with squeaks. And suddenly, out of the ground near all of your guys' feet, shoot up these fingers, and they grab all of your feet. And her eyes open. She was looking down, but she looks up, and her eyes open. They are pure milky white. And all of your eyes turn a pure milky white. And Damn it, Doug! Frozen. My pedicured talons! As you guys... Are frozen. <laughs> I Wait, squeaks! Don't I have alert? Does not work here. Bullshit. This is a magical I'm power. This is not attack. Alert. You cannot. <laughs> you cannot be surprised. Attack. She did not attack you. Is this not? Copernicus, what can you do? We're in a trance right now. Yeah, you guys are in a trance. Damn. Right you guys all go under. Your vision turns white, and it slowly starts to fade up again. You guys can all see the same thing, and it's a sunrise on. This sort of swampy land is kind of like a bayou. Picture the Everglades. There's this nice little wooden hut and a nice small halfling man. Doug, you recognize this as Sunny Sussbots, your adoptive father. And Doug, you're there too. You're engaged with Sunny, but you remember this. This isn't something that is happening now. You remember this as the last time you saw Sunny. But we're all seeing this. But you're all seeing this. Um, Sunny comes up to you and he goes, 
You know, Doug, I know you're a you're a five foot ten demon, but you're family to me. You're my son. And I think it's time that I taught you my special recipe. Sonny's wild hog roast. He uh he hands you a little piece of paper. I just need you to go gather these things. I'll go get the fire ready. Thank you, Sonny. Thank you, Daddy. And so Doug heads off, but we don't follow Doug in the memory. We follow Sonny. Um, Sonny heads back to his hut, and he starts getting this nice big smoker ready. So he gets all, you know, he's, he's got the pig kind of chopped up on the sides, <laughs> and he's getting everything ready. And Sally, who Doug knows is Sonny's uh, wife, calls him aside. Oh, Sonny, come on in for a second. And Sonny goes in, and Sandy and Sammy and Jake, um, Doug's siblings, there's little halfling siblings, um, they're all, they're doing, like, these handstands, and Sonny goes, well, aren't that the sweetest thing you ever did see? And then there's a knock on the door, and Sally goes up to the door, and she opens it, and there are these three towering figures. Um, They are human men, dressed in full armor and the one in the front uh, his name is Edwin he says where can we find the old bear and Sally goes what do you what do you want what do you want with us we're just simple folk don't waste my time where's the old bear Doug since you lived in this town many years ago do you want to tell us who the old bear is uh the old bear was a was a very old halfling warrior uh, that he come to retire in Barrow Hill, and uh, he was very well respected by the community. But he lived in a, you know, he lived a very simple, very quiet life. But he didn't speak too much about his past. Edwin goes, "Don't waste my time. Where is he now?" Well, now hold on a second. Let's not get into tizzy. Um, I think if the old bear want, was expecting you, I think you'd know where to find him. Uh, Edwin draws a sword, and Sally screeches in leaps towards his hand but he slashes her down and Sally screams no. and um, Sonny, go, Sonny turns to his children and he says run, t- tell the old bear warn him and uh, Edwin slashes down Sonny and the two soldiers behind him step forward and they slash down Jake and Sammy but uh, Sandy, Sandy manages to leap outside of the window and, and scurry off uh, we follow Sandy as she runs up the hill she takes a quick look back, and there is a line of soldiers advancing. Um, this armor that they're wearing is clearly that of the Sentinels of Darendale. And um, Sally runs up to a little hill, the small cottage. She opens the door. She goes, oh, bear, oh, bear. But when she, what she sees inside the cottage is the bloodied and battered body of this ha- ancient halfling warrior. Like, he was old. He was, like, 110. He, he was definitely retired and hadn't seen much adventure for a long time. And he's just kind of a mush on the floor. And standing over him is uh, Mendel Sands, his hammer bloodied. Uh, and Mendel takes a look at this object in his hand, this, this totem in the shape of a bear carved of wood. And the body of the old bear, the dead halfling on the floor, and he looks to Sandy, and Sandy's eyes go wide. And behind Sandy approaches another sentinel. He raises his sword and is about to bring it down. But Mendel throws up his hammer and steps in front of the child. Run, child! 
He screams at her as he continues to battle with the soldiers entering the hut. Sandy runs off and she starts running up the hill. Two more of the sentinels come up and they see Mendel fighting with another one of their brethren. Uh, They are all part of the same order, so it's very confusing to them, but they want to get to the halfling child. Um, You can see across the field that most, if not all, of this other village has has been slaughtered. And Mendel rolls initiative. 15. No! My family! So the one that you're already engaged with, he says, Did you find what you were looking for? Uh, Mendel looks him in the eye as they're holding their weapons pressed together, and he says, All I've found is betrayal. Did you let that little bitch take the totem? Mendel doesn't say anything. He took a swing at you, and he does almost certainly miss. The second one who comes up from, the two that come up from behind you, takes a swing. He misses with an 11, and the other one misses with a 17. So they all miss. Mendel? Mendel's such a beast. Mendel is going to hold his hand out, point three fingers out, and cast Scorching Ray. All right. Is it a saving throw? It is a ranged spell attack. Okay. Make an attack. That is going to be a 24 to hit. That definitely hits. Uh, you're sending three rays of fire at each of them, or one, 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 one each ray of them? at each. Okay. One ray at each of them. What's the damage? Uh, and it deals 12 fire damage to each of them. All right. I'm assuming none of them are dead. No. So, and then Mendel is going to expend a war priest point to take a swing at uh, the main guy that came in uh, that he, he's been talking to the whole time. Edwin? Edwin, yes. Can I help in any way? Uh, 18. To hit Edwin. Uh, you miss. God damn it! Okay, so it's their turn again. First one strikes with a critical hit and deals 18 damage. Jesus Christ. Go, Mandy. Go, Mandy. Mendel, you hear a horn being blown off in the distance, and you see someone on horseback. They are riding towards you swiftly. (laughs) The second one attacks... Swear to God, you can look at it. It's another critical hit. <laughs> and it's 12 damage. I'm still up. The rider gets close to you and jumps off his horse. Another attack, 19. That hits. Nine damage. Mendel is down. Mendel goes down. The rider steps up to the other three and... Summons a ray of light that blinds them briefly, and he starts swinging at them. Alabaster, you recognize this person. Um, This person is Thadric. Thadric was a paladin, and he was the brother of Adion, your deceased lover. Thadric fights them off and kills the other, the three of them. And that's my boy's brother. (laughs) Yeah. He kneels down. Get him back. Once they're kneeling. once they're gone, he kneels Boy. down. <laughs> Are <right>, you good? <laughs> <laughs> he kneels down to Mendel, uh, and he does lay on hands to Mendel, and Mendel is revived by fifteen hit points. He sees that Mendel has the bear totem in his hand. He closes Mendel's hand around it, like he uses his hand to close, so you're, you're holding it tighter now. And he says, I think I can trust you. 
to hold on to this. Doesn't he sound sexy? Yes. That's my boy's brother. You're thinking your boy's brother's sexy. I'll can I I'll make the a, whole family I'll make a sexy. constitution roll to see if I'm a little turned on by And F the voice is sexy. Tex Maxi. <laughs> I mean, I rolled a sixteen and do I resist his like sexy Can I roll for charm? sexy? His sexy charm. Nobody can resist the voice. Well I guess you should roll against your sixteen then, should Keep it he? in the family. You resist it for now. For now. I'm a I'm a little half dead. <laughs> also a little half chub. Yeah! They have that effect. I think I can trust you with this. I'm looking for the others. I know that you can't go back to Darendale right now. But if you ever want to help with this pursuit, please seek me out. You guys all wake up. I, I'm just... Oh, God! <laughs> uh, the... What a vision. What a vision. <clears throat> the witch... I wonder why I'm all wet and <laughs> lactating at the same time and why there's eggs all at my feet. Wow. The witch releases you all. has a little chub. (laughs) (laughs) Does he try to hide it a little bit? How did that get there? (laughs) He kind of holds squeaks in front of it. Gross. (laughs) Gotta protect your nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing better than a squirrel. (laughs) Protects it in his mouth, though. Just gobbles it up. Puts it in his cheeks, Doug. The cheeker. The witch releases your feet, and she looks up, and she her eyes are still white, but now she's kind of like, like she's looking at you guys though, and she goes, "A sentinel, I paid your masters to do me a job. So where is my totem?" I lunge over at the witch, with the two daggers. Everyone, roll me initiative. Fuck this bitch. She knows you're there. <laughs> Four. Mendel is very, very upset by everything that has just happened, and his initiative is eight. 23. Do I have to expend a spell slot for using a spell in a flashback? You also only have 15 hit points, and you expended your spell slots because this was the spell she cast on you, and everything that happened in your vision is now physically affecting you. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> Well, fuck me then. It is actually the fairy dragon's turn first because Copernicus is going to participate in this battle. Copernicus leaves uh, Alabaster's shoulder with a and flies over to Mendel. And Mendel swats at it. What Uh, the fuck? Oh, careful, careful. Fragile bones. The fairy dragon Copernicus starts to glow a little bit and you can touch him to recover any number of your hit die that you choose. Or you can swat him away. I mean, I think when Mendel tries to swat, it, like when Mendel tries to swat him and touch him, really does he to... accidentally get healed? I'll allow that. Um, so the way that this works, though, is you choose. Like you can use all of your hit die. You can use one or two of them. You can continue to use him throughout the battle. On his turn, he'll go to whoever he feels like needs it. But once you've used all of your hit die, you're out of hit die and you can't use him anymore. I mean, I'll use all my hit die because I'm really fucking low. Okay. Okay, I healed for 11. Mendel begrudgingly thanks him. Uh-huh. Thank you. He does that thing where it's like, thank you. But he kind of like looks Mendel, down. You like f- he doesn't make eye the, contact. Uh, the fairy dragon does the thing that cats do where it kind of like needs on you with its paws. Oh, like, he approves. He just loves you so much. Mendel, do you understand what just happened? I get it. I understand. Okay, so do I need to stop rubbing it in? Squeaks leaps at the fairy dragon's face. <laughs> oh! Mendel, Mendel grabs Squeaks by the tail. Control your rodent. 
I, it, all right, Squeaks. Just ne- next time, buddy. Next time. That makes it Doug's turn. I'm midair at this point. As you're flying at the witch, <laughs> you can't really see where her eyes are focused, but her head turns towards you, and her mouth doesn't really move, but you hear her speak, and she goes, It was him, his entire order. They killed your family. All while I'm in midair. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you weren't close. You're kind of floating. Huh? I'm letting you fly right now. Was it? Huh? Slow-mo. Yeah, slow-mo. All right. You have an anime background. You're yeah, just, it's all just it's like, like lines that lines. are just moving. Yeah. yeah. Um, are you making an attack? You, I'm going to make an attack. Okay. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to kill her, but... You hit her. Roll me some damage. <laughs> Doug rams two pointy sticks right into this bitch. But she is not dead at all. In her chestal region. In the chest? <laughs> yes. You stab her tits. I stab her in the tits. I like that. Her sandbags. Her headlights. They're mostly decorative at this point anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so they're milk duds. I am so shriveled. <laughs> Air escapes from them when you like poke them. Oh, no. Mendel loses his chub. <laughs> I dry up. <laughs> It's fun, I'm just imagining. These yellow veins start appearing on the forest floor. They extend out, and from them bloom this yellow mold. And they start extending from the witch's feet and go to the nearest tree. And the tree is infected by this yellow mold, and it disintegrates. 17 feet of the forest around her is covered in this yellow mold. Doug, roll me a constitution saving throw. 11. These spores shoot up. Oh, yeah. You take nine damage, and you are now poisoned. Fuck! Which means you have you also have disadvantage on ability checks, and you will take additional damage on your next turn if you fail the saving throw again. Minus um, nine, right? Nine. Okay. You guys can probably gather this is what Percival was talking about, that she is casting a spell because you saw the tree crumble, that she is going to kill the entire forest. How this works mechanically is that if she reaches 100, so she will roll this as a uh, layer action at initiative 20 and at initiative 10. No. And it'll be a d20, and if- I also vote no. If the totals of the rolls reach 100, then the forest dies. Okay, but majority rules. That's (laughs) not how this works at all. so where are we at right now? Copernicus. 17. 17. There might be ways to impede this growth, but that's up to you to figure out. It is mold. How do you kill mold? Squeaks! <clears throat> Eat it. <laughs> that's the witch's turn, though. All your friends. And the witch takes a swing at Doug the because he's ate. the only one right next to him. <laughs> and she rolled a two. A one. She rolled a... It's not a nat, but it's a 20. Um, no! I mean, that has a two in it. (laughs) (laughs) And you take six damage. I take nothing. I release fire. Fire of the hellfire Okay, so you're going to do... Hellish Rebuke. Hellish Rebuke. Uh, I make a saving throw. She makes a saving throw. Hold on, you said that was a six, right? It was six damage. Okay. Uh, So she takes a swing with her long-ass weird fingers. They they tickle Doug's (laughs) nuggets. And he takes six damage, and Doug shoots fire straight from his dick. Ha, huh, my nuggets. <laughs> you have erected. Uh, what's uh, the, what kind of saving throw is it? Dexterity. 
She fails, so she takes full damage. Roll your damage. Suck yes, it. Get it good. Begret. What is that? And what is that? That's a ten. That's a ten. Okay. You deal twenty damage. Oh my gosh. Fuck yeah. Doug is not taking it. When he shoots fire out of his dick, he means business. Oh, it needs to get to its destination. You hit every time. I mean, I hit every time. Rebuke. When I hit it, I hit it good. <laughs> what? Hit it till you Hellish quit. Rebuke. Hellish rebuke. Hellish rebuke. Also, <laughs> Doug Again. shoots fire. It shoots out, hits the witch, and all of the space between him and the witch, it also burns the mold. And so the mold goes down by the equivalent amount of damage. So the witch both takes 20 damage, and the mold is reduced back down to zero because it was only at 17. Suck it! And that makes it the My mold's turn. turn again, actually, because you guys all rolled so poorly. The mold grows another 11, but it was back down to zero. So it's 11. Now it's Mendel's turn. What about me? You are last, because you rolled a four. We find ourselves here often, Abby. <sighs> All right. Mendel turns to Squeaks and he says, Are you ready, little buddy? <laughs> Mendel screams as he charges in at the witch. As Mendel runs in towards the witch, he is going to use... <laughs> Our <Sorry>. flatulence! <laughs> Doug said it! Doug said it! <laughs> He's going to use the power of flatulence to propel Launches. him forward. <laughs> You do hear a, a, it's a small drunk little. Fart too. It's a drunk fart. Well, it's a drunk fart, and he's also wearing plate armor, so it kind of sounds like bottled. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he uses his action as he runs forward, uh, and he points at Doug, and he says, "Doug, I shall now protect you with my life." Uh, and he designates you as his ward. And then he uses a war priest point as a bonus action to attack the witch with a melee attack. 24 to hit the witch. That hits the witch. She's dead. Good job. <laughs> if only. She's been fingered. <laughs> uh, 10, 10 damage to the 10 witch. 10 damage to the ah, witch. Mendel swings his hammer and cracks the witch uh, in the shoulder. Cracks her dead. You cannot stop me. I paid your masters. I know you have it. You are supposed to kill them and collect the totem. I'm no one's bitch. This totem belongs to me now, and it's always a reminder of the things that I've done. She uses a legendary action to... My daggers are still, like, firmly planted into her. Make a constitution saving throw. Her, her shriveled tits. Her caves. Her, her milk duds. Fifteen? Her deflated balloons. She drops her jaw all the way down to the floor and tries to engulf you. <laughs> Jesus Christ, woman. But you're just too big. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Get it off me. And that makes it Alabaster's turn. It's me. Protect the totem at all cost. Searing smite. Li so Alabaster lights her trident on fire. And now make an attack roll. Alabaster, get this thing off me. I don't think it's been to a dentist in years. 14. 14? 14 does miss. Aww. It does. I'm sorry. But it hits the ground. God damn it, Alabaster. Mold. Since your trident was a lit, I will allow you to do your 
only your smite damage because you didn't actually hit anything, but you're, so you can roll me a 1d6 fire to damage the mold, not the witch, though. Because <laughs> you had a fiery trident. Four. So the mold rolls back from 11 seven. to seven. And that makes it the fairy dragon's turn. The fairy dragon flies over to Doug and offers Doug a little touch. With the tip? Which tip? She's a virgin. <laughs> Doug, if you touch the fairy dragon, it makes you feel nice. Oh, okay, so I'm just going to use one at this point. Do I also get the bonus plus two, as it says on here? Yes. Okay. No, I'll do I'll do two of them. Uh, 14. Mendel takes a moment. Yield for a total of 14? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Which means I'm down up to, I'm down by one now. 23. Okay. Thank you, Copernicus, for touching me with your tip. I'll have to wash that later. Uh, anything that's touched demon. Hey, no now. offense. Yeah, no offense. It is a blessing to be touched by a demon. Doug, it's your turn now, but you must make a constitution saving throw to break oh, out their right. poison. Constitution is a 10 plus 2. You fail. <laughs> 10 plus 2 is a failure. You take 2 damage. I take 2 damage. 21. Blackjack. It's your turn now, though. Let's see. We go. House always. All right. So my daggers are still firmly planted into her chest. So I'll take one and I'll flip it so it's underhand, and I'm gonna dig it right into the little space between her collarbone. Like you're gonna do. Area? You're gonna do a Brad Pitt of Troy. Yeah, but not like that. It's more of like. It's underhanded. <laughs> yeah, underhand. Because you're underhanded. Because I'm underhanded. <laughs> Make an attack roll. <laughs> I'm not liking this roll. So the assassination doesn't take place, right? No, because she's gone it's now. After, it only, yeah. it only works if the first one. hasn't gone yet. Yep, yep. Yep. Okay, so that is a 12. 12 does not hit. Does not hit, but I take the other one and I try the same thing. On the other clavicle? On the other one, on the other clavicle. So 21. That hits. All right. She's damage. dead. Trick, bitch. Rolling for damage. I got a two plus five. Seven? Seven, seven, seven. You stab her a second time. She recoils only slightly. Who ordered the hit? I hired the Sentinels to find the totem. Because it's the only thing that can stop Zario from coming into this realm. Who's Zario? Is that your boyfriend? Zariel. Sorry. Zariel. I had something in my throat. Um, see, see your boyfriend? I, just, I thought it was going to be you, but it didn't work out. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, tic-tac. You need a tic-tac. Zariel. Well, my... Oh, yeah. No time for discussion. Go ahead. <laughs> she was the leader of Avernus, the first plane of hell. A fallen angel, thriving on conflict. She was wrongly cast out by her Lieutenant Bell, who sent her to Pandemonium, the prison realm for forgotten creatures who are not important. She's super important, okay? Sounds like she may not be important to me. The more conflict exists on this plane, the more powerful she will be when she arrives. But long ago, these stupid heroes blocked out the realm and prevented travel to other planes with their stupid totems. So I don't need the totems to bring her back. I just need them out of the way. Oh, you mean this? And he he puts it on. What are you doing? Mendel. It's also got like little puka shells around the... As it would. Why wouldn't it, right? Yeah. It has to be activated, you fool. There's another layer action for some mold. It grows to a total of 18. No blue flames are erupted from my daggers. No. 
What a sh- blue flame is more of a colorful description of how it glows. Just blue. an aesthetic. Yeah. Then it's the witch's turn. The witch is gonna try to swallow Doug now. Make a Constitution saving throw. No. Actually, if she attacks Doug. No, no, Doug. I will protect you from this horrid, wretched mouth full of cavities. And uh, I grab Doug and I pull him backwards and jump in front of the witch. Uh, and I use Vigilant Guardian. Uh, it's when I designated him as my ward. Uh, I can use a reaction to swap places with him if he's attacked. Um, so I am now the new target of the witch's attack. As her mouth outstretches, you see that one of her cavity teeth sort of decays and crumbles, but she's still coming at you. You have to make a constitution saving throw. 19. Her outstretched jaws extend towards Mendel, but yet again... Mendel throws his hammer up and he's, just kind of sticks it. He's just too thick. He's just too, too thick. thick. You will not bite, my friend. You all cannot stop this. How are you talking with your mouth full of me? Her tongue just kind of vibrates. <laughs> What's that? I can't hear you. The mold grows by another 18. That makes the mold total 36. Oh, shit. At 100, it is total forest death. Also, I need now Mendel and Alabaster to make a constitution saving throw for the poison spores that shoot up from the mold. Nat fucking... 20. Well, then you're fine, Mendel. It's 12. So, no. Doug and Alabaster are both poisoned. So what does it mean to be poisoned? You take damage at the beginning of your turn unless you succeed the next saving throw. Also, you have disadvantage on ability checks, which during combat, unless you do something weird, you're probably not going to do that many ability checks. You're going to do saving throws and attacks. You take six damage. That's all that matters now. At the beginning of each turn? You take it, You take six damage now, and you'll take something different at the beginning of your turn. Is a spore, can that be considered disease? Poison is different than disease. I knew, because you are immune to disease, but disease is different than poison. There are two different things in the D&D world. I did actually specifically before we started because I knew you were immune to it. I checked how they affect each other, and they are two different things. Two different things. Womp, womp, womp. Still keep that in mind, guys. I'm you immune are immune to, to disease. disease. You are. Mendel, both of your friends are- <laughs> I, look, I, look at the squ- I look at squeaks. Are you immune to disease? Uh, he, sh- he shrugs. He's not going to commit. <laughs> um, also, both of your friends, Mendel, are now poisoned. Um, it's your turn. You killed them all. You slaughtered the halflings. I didn't know what I was involved with. I was sent there to kill what I thought was a man involved in some very shady business. And as it turns out, my order was the one involved in the shady business. Uh, and he cast Guiding Bolt. A flash of light uh, streaks toward the creature. Is it thunder or radiant damage? Radiant. 22. You definitely hit. So it's going to take 5d6 radiant damage. Nice. Roll me some damage. 23 radiant damage. So you send this bolt of radiant energy at the witch. She recoils. And after what you just said to her, she looks over to Doug and she says, Give your excuses to his family, to his father and his mother and his siblings. Uh, With that, Mendel takes a bonus action. Wait, what was your total damage? 23. The reason why I ask is radiant damage also affects the mold. So, Oh, shit. The mold is down to 13. I had nothing to do with the slaughter of his family. 
I didn't even know that little halfling girl that I saved was his sister. Uh, and he expends a priest point uh, to take a melee attack at her. I look over at Mendel with a slow gaze and give him a, a solid head tilt. This inspires Mendel and 21. That hits? I believe, yeah, that, that'll hit. Yes! 15 more damage to the witch. 15 more damage. Take that, you molar losing <laughs> motherfucker. So you are hammering the shriveled old lady, just hammering and hammering at her. And she's not looking but pretty hurt. It's been hurt. a while since you've been pounded like this. Um, her teats, which were uh, stabbed by Doug, go. <laughs> she's deflating. Uh, <laughs> a puff of dust comes out. Somebody and throw water on her. <laughs> she's, she's pretty hurt. I mean, she's still alive, but she's pretty hurt. Uh, that makes it Alabaster's turn. I am out of level two spell slots. Do it for your boy. What's his name? Adion. You know who has plenty of slots left? Your mom. What's your she help? looks down. I meant me. <laughs> <laughs> I go for the pound it with, with squeaks. Squeaks bounce it. <laughs> Hit that. Mindle, what's your health? Uh, My health is 26. I'm all right, my fair lady. Doug, what's your health? 21. You're about to say poison, aren't you? Yes, you have to make a constitution saving throw. Yeah, because you're poisoned. Sorry. I'm you should poisoned. use your own magical ability to touch your own self. I should touch myself. I'm also, um, we're watching. <laughs> it's a seven, but I want to roll again. No, you can't. Um, that's okay. Wait, plus two. <laughs> you take five damage, but here's the thing. Lay on hands can cure poison. It costs five points, five HP points from your pool of lay on hands to cure poison. So and then you, what happens? You can touch yourself. It will use your entire action, but you will be cured of poison. Can I pin Smoker. all her fingers down with my jeff? She has so many. You can attempt to do that, yes. But she has so many. Let's do it. So swing that javelin. Tried it. Tried it. Tried it. Dead, damn it. Whip it out. I got a natural 18. Whip it. You're good. You hit. Doesn't matter what else you add to it. You hit. 12 damage. How much of that was fire? Three fire. Catch so you did 12 hand. damage. Um, Catch these hands, bitch. You removed. Cash me outside. Ah, how about that? The three damage removed uh, more of the yellow mold, and it's down to 10. Um, this mold is not a great threat of destroying this forest. And also, the witch is pretty much on death's door at this point. She is crumbling. Like, that fire trident crushed her she is now crumbled on the ground and she says this will not stop her the conflict will rule this realm and zariel will rule the entire plane even if i die the blue flame is everywhere and she coughs up blood on the ground and that makes the fairy dragon's turn the fairy dragon actually is going to just try to attack her it, it misses. It tried. It really did. And that Mendel makes laughs. it Doug's turn. <laughs> uh, squeaks would do much better. I summon the spirits of the halfling family that took me in. Sonny. Sally. Doug, you my son to me. Jake. Sammy. My son to me. My son to me. My son to me. Daddy. <laughs> Where's the firewood, Doug? You never came back. So now I'll take both both daggers out of her clavicles, even though only one really did. 
<laughs> any damage, and I'm going to do a stabby stab motion to her neck, going this way. All right, make uh, me horizontally. So, out from the clavicles into the neck. Frankenstein, necticles. like where the Frankenstein, like Frankenstein bolts Frankenstein are. Bolts, yeah. yeah. All right, so here goes dagger number one. Seven, so it's a twenty. Yeah, it hits. All right, that's one. What's your dexterity modifier? Uh, it's one d four plus five. How do you kill this witch, Doug? So I'll jab both of them in, and then I'll force push him, and I'll decapitate her. What? 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 Bet you're not gonna be needing dental service now, bitch. <laughs> um, yeah. As she dies, there's this flash of light. Um, it burns up all of the yellow mold, and you guys each have just a really quick flash of a vision. Um, Doug. You see Sandy Saucepots run off into the distance, being saved. Mendel, you see yourself slamming and murdering the old bear. Alabaster, you see Thadric, the strikingly handsome paladin who was once the brother of your former lover. The second lover. sexual icon. And the flash goes away, and she dies. She's just a, she's got half a skull, just kind of rolling down, rolling, rolling, rolling. It lands on Percival's feet. You have scoliosis. Um, Percival looks down, <laughs> and he dispels all the ruins on the forest, and he says, I can open the forest once again. Thank you so much. It becomes slightly brighter in the forest. The the heavy canopy, it doesn't part. It's still a heavy canopy, but but it seems brighter. It doesn't. It seems like you can you know it's the middle of the day right now. I thank you guys eternally for this. Um, I was watching through Copernicus's eyes. You hear a cork pop. <laughs> Mendel is now drinking. You all may have been fated to to meet this whole time, and I hope you continue your journey. This totem, it's not the only of its kind, and it sounds like this Thadric was on the journey to find the others. Before you, you settle whatever scores you have with each other, I know it's very complicated. I want to offer you my thanks with these small tokens. It's loot time, bitches! <laughs> <laughs> Tears are streaming down my, my face. Percival turns to Doug and says... I have noticed how you are fleet of foot and skilled in the ways of the shadow. Um, my people make these special boots which make the sound of your footsteps nearly inaudible. And he hands you the boots of elven kind which give you advantage on stealth checks. Yeah. And he Do turns boots, to dude. <clears throat> He turns to Alabaster and he says, "I know you love your boat so and the, the open sea." I have this this suit of armor that w I bought from Jeff. Is it um, a wetsuit? It can get wet. Who's Jeff? Jeff was the frog. I know, I know, I know. It was a, and then it Jeff was, was also the other frog fish. Yeah. Yes. And we never both, got his They were name. both Jeff. Yeah. He hands you Mariner's armor. What Mariner's armor does is it's the same as the armor you're wearing as far as like its stats, except for the fact that... Uh, you, your swim speed, normal swim speed in D&D is half of your movement speed, but now it's your full movement speed, uh, when you swim. And also, if you die underwater, normally you drown, you don't get, like, death saving throws or you get them at disadvantage or other things because you're underwater and you drown. Um, now when you go, if you go unconscious underwater, you will float immediately to the top and you'll be able to breathe again. You swim, bitch! And you're a water lizard. Thanks. Mendel. <laughs> like wipes some wine off of his face and 
tries to hand the wineskin to Squeaks. Uh, Squeaks, uh... Oh, Squeaks, Squeaks definitely takes a drink, but Squeaks needs to make a constitution saving throw. Bevan never let him drink. Um, he's a little tipsy, but he's okay. He's, he'll survive this one. Um, Percival looks at you, uh, Mendel, and he says... You're always very quick to jump to your friend's aid. I want to make that a little easier. And he hands you the helm of teleportation. Ha, ha, I don't I don't usually accept gifts from strangers, but uh I'm going to manipulate that item a little bit. It's, it gives you the teleportation spell. Now, that is something that is extremely powerful that you cannot have at this level. Here's what I'm going to say it does. I'm going to replace it gives you the teleportation spell with it gives you the misty step spell. Can I have that? So it's the helm of misty step? Yes. Okay. So, so instead of being able to teleport you and up to eight friends to anywhere you've ever been before, it allows you to teleport up to 30 feet. Okay. <laughs> Mendel think... puts his helmet on and uh, looks at Squeaks. Uh, uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. Squeaks teleports from your right shoulder to your left shoulder. Oh, shit. Look at that. Can Copernicus do that? Fuck no, he can't. Copernicus goes Meow, and, teleports, and teleports from Alabaster to Doug to um, Percival back to Alabaster and goes, Meow. Mindy gives a very disapproving glance at Squeaks. <laughs> Squeaks. <laughs> Squeaks lowers his head. Um, we'll per- work on it. We'll work on it. I think it's a good idea for you guys to find this Thadric down in Darendale. But I thank you greatly, and I will, I will dispatch an envoy, an official envoy from the Elves of Arboron, to Fairyweather and let them know what happened here. Mendel lifts up his wine skin and kind of shakes it a little bit. Is uh Berryfoot around here somewhere? What was her name? Fiona. Fiona. Shrek's wife. No, but he pulls out a wine skin and he he just he just hands you one. Fastest way to my heart, and Mendel kind of has a, a little tear. I think you guys might have some things to talk about, and I will leave you now for your journeys. And he, he walks back into the forest. <laughs> Mendel turns to, to Doug and Alabaster. Where did he say we have to go next? I was I was d- drinking. Doug walks up to Mendel. Thank you, I guess, for saving one of my family. Mendel uh, looks down at Doug and he kind of hangs his head. You know, I didn't know that that they were going to murder the townspeople. Our whole goal was to go in for the totem. And I don't know what got out of hand. Do you know um, where do you know where she has gone? I don't. I I told the little girl to run and and I never looked back. I just started to try to defend her escape. Because of your act of kindness, I I don't know what to say. Listen, Doug, there's nothing uh, nothing I can ever truly do to make up for what happened. I know that we've we've had our differences. The incident in the lighthouse with the lighthouse keeper uh, and Mendel pulls up his wrist gauntlet, the, the gauntlets that are around his wrist and he shows you scars from where he has obviously tried to commit suicide. Doug's eyes widen. I was in a bad place. After Barrow Hill. The reason I know what suicide can do to your soul is because I tried. For whatever reason, the gods decided not to let me take my own life. 
I don't know what to do with myself. I've just been kind of wandering around since then, trying to figure out what purpose the gods could possibly have for me. Doug extends his arm as if he's going to grab Mendel's forearm. We do the predator handshake. That's what we're doing. <laughs> and then Mindy pulls you in for a real hug and then starts to cry. Die. Just this blubbery, ugly man cry. <laughs> <laughs> I, Doug pats him on the back and I will always have your back. Doug and Mindy for life, bro. Alabaster, where do you think we should go, and who do you think we should find? I think maybe we should go find Phaedric. He's to be trusted. Mindy uh, wipes the tears away from his... You're that really good-looking guy in the memory that saved my life. God, he was good-looking. Really good-looking. He was really Unbelievably good-looking. Ridiculously. Ridiculously. The witch's corpse flashes once again, and you just see him, like, wink at you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's where we're under end our game. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! That was fun, guys. That, that was, was good. so good. Yeah, Man. and then there was a the- thing that happened with a familiar. <laughs> one of, if not two of them. And squeaks. squeaks. And there was travel. Oh, the traveling. Yeah. Oh my god. We sure Heavy. did fantasy a lot of fantasies this time. <laughs> Thanks, guys. This is an outro that is definitely being recorded at the time of the episode. Uh, thank you for listening to Character Arcana, our monthly D&D podcast. You can find us at characterarc.net. Please like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. You can find us in the regular Character Arc podcast feed, or you can find us in the separate Character Arcana feed just by searching Character Arcana. Thank you so much for joining. I'm Richard Bertelson, your Dungeon Master, and joining me today was Ted Hong. Thank you for joining us. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram uh, with the name Character Arc. Also joining me uh, was Nick Slake. I, I was here. I was present uh, for the, <laughs> the majority of it. The whole time. Yeah, no, not the, the whole time. Find me. Your internet people do it. <clears throat> Last but not least, joining us was Abby Bryington. Abster. Thanks for listening, guys.